Ready, guys? Three, two, one. Yeah. Yeah. We're the oxymorons. And you are listening to the bitch. 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 Scratch, scratch. You're listening to The Itch. My name is Casey. My name is Dan. And I'm Aaron. And this week we are scratching The Itch for really probably one of the best concert experiences we've ever had. Yep. Ever? Ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm hesitant as I get older to say, I've always had a tendency to like say things are my favorite or the best or like, and they like over exaggerate. And so I'm hesitant to do that. But if I'm being realistic, it, it probably was. Yeah. So, I mean, the only one other experience for me that kind of came close was my experience with Nonpoint at the old Rock House way back in like I think it was mm. like 2009 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. That would be the only the only one that was similar, but not I mean, just there was nowhere near the amount of access that we had and it was just no like I I felt like I was treated as a friend. And so we'll we'll kind of get into that. It was just it was awesome. Yes. Yeah, we wanted to uh, say a disclaimer with this episode. If you want to hear more before this, if you want to hit stop on this and go back to episodes 81 and 82 of our two-part interview with the Oxymorons, you'll be able to connect the dots as we go through this this evening. <laughs> That's right. So we were fortunate enough to see a set at Red Flag the tour was set it off and their support was oxymorons rain city drive and concrete castles. And frankly, most of this episode is going to be us geeking out about hanging with the oxies. Yes. Just putting that out there. If you came here for set it off, stick around, but you're not going to get all that much time. I have to agree. Like, I don't know. Like I was just on cloud nine by the time the final band came on. I was just like, Oh, I'm ready to go. Let's go hang out with this band. Like, So the long story short, as Casey set up, we did this interview with this band back in January, and there was seven of us. It was the most chaotic interview we've ever done, but it was also one of the best, definitely. It was almost certainly the most overall fun. And ever since then, we've kind of built a little connection with the Oxymorons. We've back and forth on various social media platforms and kind of tried to champion them, and they've shouted us out a couple times for different things, and it's been really cool. Yeah, it was not only was it an incredible interview, but then we I was supposed to see them and hang out with them live on Shiprocked, and so I think that's how how we connected a little bit in the initial interview. Uh, yeah. It didn't happen for me, unfortunately. It happened for them, and they had quite the experience. And so that was another thing. I think we kind of chatted with them a little bit through social media, just kind of explaining that, and and so yeah, it was just it was through social media we've kind of connected and, and remained in contact with them, and and. It felt like friends, like through through social media, it's, and it's it's one thing to be treated like a friend online. It's another. It's a completely different feeling when like that when you feel that reciprocate uh, in person, and not just between one or two members, but between yes, all of the band. Yes, <laughs> yeah. like every single one. Like as as we go up throughout the evening, every single one of them came up to us individually and just said how much fun they had on the initial interview and that they're happy to finally hang out with us. And that was just awesome. The other thing I wanted to kind of point out is so one of the things that we strive to do with our interviews is that we try to ask questions that that weren't asked on other 
interviews. And the other thing too, that I really enjoy is if I can learn something or try to teach people something, then I'm going to do that. And that was one of the things I, I thoroughly enjoyed the most about that interview is not only was, was it a lot of fun, but it was super educational as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 I truly enjoyed that interview. And I think obviously they did too. They very, they seemed to remember it. Every single one of them like had said something to us at some point throughout the night about how that was their favorite interview. They still remember it. And, and I'm sure these guys are, have done tons and tons of interviews. So it's just the highest, the highest compliments. And I, I can't say that enough. It's interesting to me because we've done a number of interviews and we've built like some degree of relationship with a number of artists. And as you're kind of mentioning, there's a difference between online and in person. And personally, I kind of wonder sometimes, not because people particularly give me a reason, just because you can't tell entirely. Like if we're interacting with somebody on the socials, like are they, do they, are they really like interested like in us as people or is, are they kind of just tolerating us or, you know, that's the best way to explain it. Yeah, I, I totally tolerate. That's I totally get that. Like I, I feel that and all humoring. the time. Like yeah, yes, thank you. Yeah, perfect. Are they said. humoring us? But these guys, it was it was not that at all. It very much. And so that was the big question for me going into this. Yeah. But I, as we should have probably guessed, because of how authentic they were whenever we spoke, right. um, they came away just as authentic whenever we saw them in person. And so to to realize that yeah, these guys have seemingly been enjoying these interactions just as much as we have. Is yeah. really cool because you don't really know, and but now we know. Yes. <laughs> so we <laughs> reached out to them and we're like, "Hey, we should try to meet up and have dinner before the show, or or lunch, or what what have you." And they weren't sure of their schedule, and we kind of figured that it was a long shot, no matter what. But we reached out anyway, and we got down there well before the show. But then, <laughs> then we kind of were wondering because it was. There was a giant line at like four o'clock in the evening. Like, what's going on? Oh, it's meet and greet stuff. Gotcha. Yeah, it was like four thirty, and the show doors weren't till six thirty. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy because like there was a giant line, and then while we we're eating, the line just disappeared. We're like, where they all go? Like, wait, what? did they get in? Like, how'd they get in? What's going on? Like, how come we got to stand outside? What the hell? Yeah, they went in and and bought set it off merchandise and then came back outside. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> they did, yes. Yes, they did. All all multicolored hair and everything else. Yep. It was a very colorful punk rock show. I'll say that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. But uh but we saw Maddie walking, pacing pacing back and forth outside, and we uh we just passed him and kind of nodded and he's like, Sup fellas. <laughs> yeah, see I was still questioning at that point. I was like, did he reckon that recognize us or is he just saying hi to people walking down the street because he's nice? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And he, but he looked like he was looking for someone. So that's why yeah. I didn't I didn't want to bother him. I didn't want to be like, hey, Maddie, what's up? Yes. Same here. Yeah. He recognized our, our logos, I think, on our shirt. And oh, that's true. And us and said because two of us were repping this time. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We were you, dedicated. You were repping a, a, a different thing, which we'll get to that in a second. But that's right. <laughs> but yeah, seeing Maddie and, and recognizing him as we were going to dinner was cool, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so we finish up dinner, check Instagram and get a message from D. He's like, Oh, I'm at the egg, which we were, we were just next to <laughs> like literally seconds before. And we literally just walked right past it. <laughs> hey, before, before we, if we get here, can we, can we give a quick shout out to the fountain on locust? Yes. Yes. Where we had dinner, which had delicious, like handcrafted sodas. And 
dill pickle soup. That's a thing. <laughs> and it was pretty tasty. <laughs> yeah. Just quick plug for them for free, just because it was an enjoyable meal. Nice yeah. little sandwich place. Yeah. Right across from the from the red flag. So if only D went that direction instead of the, the yeah. other place. <laughs> he didn't walk far enough. <laughs> the other direction. <laughs> yes. So we did join them at the egg and it was a, a great time. Like we, we were there for probably an hour, uh, hour and a half almost or something talking to him. It was close to an hour, which the funniest thing to me was the very first thing he said, Hey, you know, Hey, what's up guys? Well, I'm, I'm not supposed to be talking. I'm supposed to be on vocal rest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's, he, he's actually like had surgery, I believe, or something not too long ago. But then he still kept talking and chatting with us for like 45 minutes. And it was it was a nice chat. It was almost an interview in and of itself, although we didn't record anything. No. And he told us some stuff and confidentiality that I would love to tell everybody. Yeah. But out of uh, how, how we're treated like respect. friends. Yeah. And yeah. respect that I have for all of them. I will not say that. But I will say that I am excited for things to come to this band. They, they deserve all they get. And I'm super, super excited for the news that they have in, in tow for everybody. Yeah. Yep. It was just fun. Just at a bar chatting with one of the lead singers of a band that we really love, you know, chatting <laughs> and having a drink with them. I, I had a drink. drink. Yeah. So I was, <laughs> yeah. And the other interesting part about that. So uh, the people that were the only other people that were in the whole place actually was <laughs> a meteorologist. And then um, I don't remember what exactly the guy did for his normal job. I think was he was somewhere in marketing. Yeah. 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 And then for his free time, he was a storm chaser and they did it together. They were, they were storm chasers. And so it was, it was, they were very interesting people. Very, very nice. I kept running into the, the uh, guy outside on, uh, in between bands. Um, and he started following our show and he's like, yeah, I'll start listening from your first episode. I was like, no, please don't just, just listen, to- <laughs> listen backwards. Just listen to whatever episode suits you. I was like, whatever. Right, right. Yeah, he's like, just listen to that one. Yeah, they had driven down from like uh, I don't know somewhere like I, Indiana. Yeah, I, don't, I I I should have asked more questions and gotten their names and put put it My more wife to memory. Did. She knows oh, a lot she did? more than yeah. She got okay. a whole bunch of information about them. She was, <laughs> she knew more about them than I did. But uh, right, hey storm chasers, if you listen to this, hit us up. No, I do remember that they were hella cool. Uh, they were very interesting people. They had great stories and they enjoyed talking about music with us. And and they actually did not know about the Oxymorons besides uh, the one song that they heard on the way down. And so they became huge, huge fans along uh, with like everybody else that was at that show um, <laughs> that saw them live. Yeah, that was what was kind of cool, hanging with D and talking and then them realizing that it was one of the members of the band and then they got super excited and then they started asking questions. So it was, it was just kind of a cool experience just to have a one-on-one type of thing. I'm not going to lie. At first, I was a little bit annoyed when they started asking questions. I was like, you're ruining my time. This is my time with D stop interrupting. But no, it was cool. Like I got over it. I'm just, <laughs> yeah, no. I think they got a couple new fans, so it all worked out. Doxies yeah. did out of that. So our yeah. night was off to a great start. We haven't even gotten to the show yet, but we had a nice dinner. We had a good conversation. We met some really wild people. It was very nice. I could, probably could have gone home and still already been happy. <laughs> True. I didn't want True. to, but you know, we didn't. But no, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I would have been happy not seeing them live. Like that's oh, the fucking reason True. I was True. there. 
so yeah, let's get into the the show itself. We uh, we yeah, we chatted. Pretty with much D. had to leave because the show was starting. Yeah, yeah I was going to say we chatted <laughs> right. with D so long the line was like gone. The doors yeah. are already open. People are in the store. The show is about to start. <laughs> so we get in there and we see concrete castles to kick off the evening, and uh, they were very impressive. I thought. Yeah, to give you kind of a little bit of background, for one, I knew they were young. I had no idea all three of them were 21 years old. Yeah. Which that even more is just thoroughly, thoroughly impressive. And, you know, I think we kind of mentioned this in our last show, like stage presence is everything. And they had it like they they were both like, especially the guitarist. Like he's got tons of hair. He's he, <laughs> he reminded me so much of the guitarist of Finger Eleven. I like I'm just like. <laughs> He was just the like he was the Hulk Hogan of guitarists. Like he, I mean, he didn't like he, he was he was all over the place with his hair, just with the guitar, and he's. I mean, he it was fucking awesome. Yeah, drummer too. Just it was another situation. Drummer was awesome. He was on point, great drummer, and then he had like a big kind of front fro or something like that. And so it was like it was yeah, moving yeah. a lot with his drums. It was it was a great show. You have Sam on drums, Matthew on guitar, and Audra on vocals. Yeah, so it's funny you mentioned that. We it's a, that's a story from way probably early in the podcast, or maybe even it hasn't been an episode yet. But the Finger Eleven Hulk Hogan of guitar thing. But <laughs> just a little explanation, if I remember correctly. Correct me if I'm wrong. The idea was this guitarist didn't necessarily seem to be doing anything in terms of music, but he was having a grand old time yes. and was incredibly charismatic. He was charismatic. And- swinging his guitar around, and at one point dropped his guitar, and there was no change in sound. And you're talking about the Finger Eleven guitarist. Yes, that is correct. Yes, yes. Uh, so yes. back at Snowcore, we saw them way, way back at yeah. Snowcore. <laughs> so where Matt from Concrete Castles differs is that he was the only guitarist. He was playing fantastically. Yeah, you could hear his instrument. Like it's right. <laughs> and but he but he had that wild charisma. I I a couple of different times I actually thought it was really funny right off the bat. So I had my earplugs in because I was not going to go deaf before we got to the oxies. And so everything was a tiny bit muted to me. So maybe it was less wild if I had them out. But (laughs) when he was playing, he was rocking so hard physically. And I was like, I was like, he is actually rocking out harder than this song he's playing warrants. (laughs) Because it isn't that hard or wild of a song. (laughs) Right. He was at like a 10 and the song was at like a six and a half. And it was hilarious. And I really appreciated the good time that he was having up there. (laughs) (laughs) The only the only criticism I have for the band is I did not like the backing uh, backing vocals that that she had recorded. um, I'm guessing it was herself or something. I I just didn't like it because yeah because I did like sometimes it drowned her out she already had a great voice like she didn't need the backing vocals honestly um and I don't know if that was just like a fail safe but I I just thought that was the only part that was completely unnecessary yeah and I mean this band is a little bit more on the poppy side uh, of things than what we tend to gravitate towards but her voice live was incredible Audra has a very impressive voice and she also commanded the stage very well and told stories in between songs actually told a funny story with uh i believe the storm chaser she did <laughs> That's right actually she she said that she met her in the bathroom and um 
basically the storm chaser was excited about seeing concrete castles and Audra's like that's my band <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, great. I, I am I, I, I am concrete concrete castles. Castles. <laughs> <laughs> what a reveal what a twist <laughs> yeah <laughs> so for a little more on this these guys sound stylistically they were kind of in one of my wheelhouses because I'm a very much a sucker for like female fronted like uh indie rock sounds especially ones that have sort of maybe like some synths and stuff going on and they didn't have like a keyboardist or anything, but there was definitely music playing through the computer that added yeah. depth to what they were doing with their, you know, vocals, drums yeah. and guitar. So okay. they're they're kind of in that range of like a metric or Charlie Bliss, like the fast feeling kind of thing. And so these guys are definitely one that within that style, particularly and with their age, particularly, I'm looking forward to seeing where they go, because I think that they have I don't think they've hit their ceiling yet. I agree. So. I think I that they will definitely keep growing as they go. Uh, I got a chance to meet them. I got a CD signed by them. I was super, super excited. Um, they seem like I, I got kids to talk too. to them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause they didn't tell me that they were 21. They were telling somebody in front of me and yeah. I just overheard that. I was like, oh, wow. They're, they're all 21 years old. That's just crazy. I'm fucking so old compared to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But impressive and can't wait to see what what they do yeah we'll have to also get some of this uh played on our radio show too there you go i got that's the whole reason why i got the cd so (laughs) put on a good show live and we might buy your album and play it on the radio yeah so the band right after concrete castles was rain city drive and you know i'll be honest i've heard a lot of rain city drive on octane i was quite excited to see them live they did not disappoint and they've been mentioned a lot too in their uh in the chats that i'm in and so i was i was really excited to see them they have a huge following everybody that uh, has seen them live has said great things i was thoroughly thoroughly impressed with their set um and yeah it was it was it was actually like I had expectations you know they sound cuz i think we kind of talked about them they're like a general kind of rock band there's nothing too yeah. they're not necessarily generic but there's not necessarily not generic i don't i don't i can't explain it but well, uh, one, one thing that I can add to sort of what you're saying there is, you know, a lot of the bands that we saw were only like, you know, a three piece or four piece, but, you know, two rappers. But for this band, it's a five piece. And, you know, you got the lead vocalist, you got two guitarists and a bassist and a drummer. So they definitely filled a lot of sound. So yeah. that was. Yeah. And the lead singer, I mean, he, he's got a powerful voice, too, and he, he sounded great. He was, they were super nice guys. I got a chance to talk to them after the show um, and just basically said that, you know, I, I believe that you guys are on pace to, to blow up. I think um, with these guys, the stability is what will take them to the next level, because this is a band that has gone through a lot of changes, both just throughout their identity. Uh, they were originally called Slaves, and they changed that out of, you know, good taste, naturally. <laughs> Uh, they changed their band name to Rain City, and then they added Drive, probably for a copyright of some sort. Um, Matt McAndrew, their vocalist, he wasn't the original vocalist, I, I don't think. And you mentioned how good his voice is. This is a dude who you, who was on The Voice at one point ah. for for what's that what that's worth. So I feel yes. like that should give you an idea of his talent and also pro- probably his leanings in terms of musicianship. Yeah. Their newest album is either their first or second album as Rain City Drive. So I think as they keep on going and if they can stick together with the band members they have and kind of keep forging ahead, then yeah, I think I think that's where you'll see that success happen for them. 
one of the most funniest moments of the night. They're playing one of their songs, and all of a sudden, somehow, one of the power cord gets disconnected. Yeah, and, and it's crazy. Oh my gosh. All of a sudden, we hear nothing, and you just hear the lead singer, Matt, uh, just faintly You heard the singing. drums. You heard but the drums, he, you but saw he saw everybody else moving and playing. Yeah. <laughs> but you heard it, nothing else. As soon as the drums drummer realized that all the rest of the sound cut, like he stopped playing. Right. And like, and so yeah. it was just, and like you hear the, the, the sound guy like running from the, like you, everybody's kind of stopped looking around for a second. Like, what the fuck is going on? And the sound guy screams, no. <laughs> you heard the audible yell of no as he runs up to the stage to try to fix things. Fantastic and then, moment. And then Aaron, Aaron leans into me and went, did I go deaf for a second? <laughs> <laughs> so that was weird yeah because then like yeah. it, it like kicked on and they like continued playing their song like nothing happened it was just right. i mean it was yeah. impressive as fuck that they continued to like just boom picked it up right there yeah, yeah. that was hilarious points for showmanship to that band yeah though those in terms of showmanship it was going to be hard to beat the next band so yes <laughs> yes yes yeah so after they were done we uh Dan Dan went outside and I believe ran into Jaffe. Yeah. <laughs> Which was hilarious because I like I saw him, I was like, Jaffe, and he like runs over and gives me a big hug. I'm like, whoa, okay. Um, cool. And he's and so then we're we're talking and stuff, and, and he's like he's like, Yeah, I got the LA Rams jersey on. I'm trying to be controversial. I was like, I don't <laughs> think that many people are gonna care, man. Like <laughs> I, I care a little bit. I was, yeah. I, was I, I might have to talk with Jaffe about that later. <laughs> now, if you notice, it didn't say St. Louis or L.A. It just no, said Rams football, yeah, right. which I thought was interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah. my beef is with the NFL, not him. But yeah, so that was a fun way to kind of start the evening seeing him anyway. Yeah. Yeah. So by now we had seen all the members besides K.I. at this point. Yes. And their set was getting ready to start. Correct. And man, oh, man, did they not disappoint. They... Started with Think Big, which we uh, got the exclusive uh, hint on what the the next single was in the interview when we did it back in January. But <laughs> they uh, they killed it from Jump, and I thoroughly enjoyed their whole set. Yeah, they're they're amazing. They, they had a bunch of energy. They sounded great. Uh, Jaffe, like one of the, one of my memorable points of the whole set was Jaffe somehow I guess cut his nail or something like that while while he was playing. Yeah. It had happened a few days ago, he said. Yes. I think he said his like thumbnail pretty much fell off or at least like got cut up. Yeah. Like broke apart or something like while he was playing. He was rocking so hard that he was bleeding, bleeding. opened a wound yes. and yeah. bled on his guitar. <laughs> So that's Which twice now. Time we've seen that. Yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say. That's twice now we've been at a show where some of the inter- somebody that we interviewed has fucked themselves yeah. up while playing <laughs> in yeah. front of us. Yeah, like no pressure, guys. No pressure. Like no pressure. Don't hurt yourself. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Right. Like, <laughs> shout out to Daisy Dead of the Dead Deads for that one. Yes, <laughs> who had a yeah. sweet blood stain on her guitar from that experience, and I think Jaffe probably did too. Yes, but he got taken care of real quick, and he was back at it, and he was good to go. That was the other cool thing. Uh, right before they started playing, Jaffe, you know, was on stage first, and he's tuning up his guitar, and he 
he sees us and he he was trying to like make contact and he's like i, I see you i see you <laughs> nice <laughs> but he was just so happy to see us the whole the whole time it was great yeah they i i mean i had high expectations to see them live but they did not disappoint like the amount of energy that they have up on stage is just irreplicable like i i don't I, I think I think the only people that I can honestly say, and I haven't even seen them live, and the only people I've seen on video that hit, might have had the same amount of energy is is Jason uh, Allen of uh, Fever Three Three Three. Yeah, I can't I can't honestly say I've seen because like Ki and D were running around that stage all show, like running, and Jaffe was too. Yeah, yeah, Jaffe kept yeah. doing the helicopter spin. Yeah, so. <laughs> One thing they talked about in the interview, or at least before the interview, and then that D kind of mentioned again when we were talking earlier, is that you know they want to do their interviews together. They don't list themselves as having like a lead vocalist. They don't want band hierarchy. The idea is that they you know they're all equals and they all should share you know in the gains and the spotlights and stuff. And yeah. um, we've talked about how you know bands are really cool whenever every person has a personality and is you know worth watching. Uh, these guys, they turn it up, you know, to 11 or more. Like, literally, you could just watch any single one of them for the whole show, and you would have a blast. There are four leading men, basically, on right. the stage at the same time. <laughs> right. Even Maddie, you know, confined to a to a drum set, can't really move that much. He's, he's, he's still fun. He's so great. Yeah. 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 Well, and, and another thing, too, you know, you're in a you're in a room full of punk kids that may or may not be familiar with the Oxys. But they quickly won the crowd over real fast. Oh, yeah. they did. Yeah, and, like right and after that first song. After yeah, right after they started playing, everyone was head bobbing, jumping up and down. And it's it's hard to not, uh, you know, their their energy is is contagious and <laughs> it rubs off on the crowd real quick. You know what I, I really appreciate, and I think we kind of talked about this with our last episode, is that the singer for like the word alive, he was very commanding, like, you know, do this. Like, I, I need everybody to start a pill or let's body surf or whatever my, he might have said. But um, the oxys, they didn't have to say anything. They're just like, are right, you guys ready to have fun? We are too. Let's do this. Like, <laughs> you're right. I think they led by physical example. Yes. So yes. they would just be running around, hopping up and down. They did, you know, they waved their hands in the air and you just followed suit. They didn't tell you to do it necessarily. But they just knew how to uh, how to get you engaged, and it was it was really remarkable. And then on top of that, the set list, which yes. So Dan wanted to hear some a few different things, and so <laughs> yeah, that was the one thing I truly enjoyed talking with him beforehand because we already had an idea of what the set list was going to be because uh, we we found out that some and I guess actually okay, so it started with the meteorologist lady. And I apologize, I'm sorry. I know you have a name, I just don't remember it. She asked him about the set list. And I guess the song that they heard on the way down was Asleep. And he's like, oh, we don't play that. We haven't played that song in years. And he was talking about basically anything off the album complex, but basic doesn't get played. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. I've been, I've been listening to Awesome. I had Awesome in my head like all damn day, which like, the, <laughs> like if you have not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go listen to the song because it's literally like, I'm awesome. <laughs> right. I think at this point, the band is sort of so like complex, but basic is from 2016. And I think they were kind of a different band at that point. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if any, I don't, I can't, I'm not hundred percent on this. We'll have to look into it later. Fact check maybe, but I think it might've only been D and KI that were active in the band at that point. I don't know if Jeff Fay or Maddie were part of it yet. So that it seems sense. to me like, 
yeah, like they're kind of considering last year's EP Mohawks and Durags almost Exclusive. like a they're well, like a like a soft reboot of the band, or like yeah. yeah, like a new beginning. This is where we're gonna start and follow us from here. Next time we talk to them, we can confirm if that's all accurate or if I'm just talking out my butt. But it kind of felt like that because they played that entire EP and then they played Think Big, the single that they released earlier this year. That was their whole set list. Yeah. Yeah. I think that Eve Under Fire kind of is doing the same thing, or at least trying to, to where they have an, an album called Anchors, but uh, they're claiming this newest one's their debut album. But it's 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 because they're they're turning a new leaf. They're trying and it's a, a new band. It's like a new sound and they don't want to yeah. necessarily associate themselves with with their previous like i guess prior version of the the band you know yeah and i think that's i think that's the same thing with with the oxys yeah yeah and also as good as some of those older songs are the mohawks and durags ep lends itself yeah really well every track on there yep is a live concert banger yeah. and so like they they there's there's no filler on that no, and, there's a reason why it made our top 10 of the, <laughs> the right the 20 countdown as an EP yeah, it, as an EP. It was perfect. Right. The only other EP to have done that was Grandson. Mm. Yeah. And also who apparently D knows by first name. <laughs> yeah. Because they went on tour <laughs> together. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This dude, while we're talking before the show, this dude just he knew everybody. Like we're dropping we're we're talking just dropping names, like just talking conversations. He's like, Oh yeah, I got him on contact. So like just to throw some names out there, the lead singer of Bad Omens, the lead singer of uh, Gym Class Heroes, like these are all contacts. I'm like, dude, I want your phone. I want to steal your phone <laughs> and just start calling people. Yeah, we're in the middle of conversation, and I don't remember if it was grand, grandson or fever, but we mentioned one of them. And he's like, "Oh shoot, I got I got to text him back." And so he got his phone, replies to an overdue text message to I think it was I think it was Jason Allen Butler. I'm not positive. Yeah, but either way, and he made he made Hannah so excited because he he's like, "Oh, I'll call Travi right now." Yeah, I got Travi, Travi, Travi McCoy, Travi McCoy, Gym Class Heroes. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's like really, and then he didn't do it. But <laughs> it was fun though. That was that was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, but uh, man, they just they had such good crowd reaction and closed it with justice, and that was such a good song to hear live. I want to note how good of vocalists they all are. Yes, I don't know if Jaffe gets as much credit on the vocals as he deserves because though three of them sing he's the one with an instrument where d and k are the ones running around and so like you, you you're a little more drawn to them on the vocalist but when jaffe gets up on that microphone the dude's got a voice yeah yeah i agree with them his singing of the chorus in justice is fantastic it was fantastic on the album which we mentioned in the interview it was fantastic live as well although i pretty sure there was times that ki was using vocal tracks but <laughs> He definitely had the, uh, I don't know if it's auto-tune or one of those boxes or whatever, but they distorted his vocals the same way on the album, and so it, it fit pretty well. Yeah, there was a few backing tracks, but they were singing over that as well. Yeah. I'm not bothered by it. If you're running around with no. as much energy as, as yeah. they had, like you can have a little bit of help from the back. That's, that's fine. And it didn't take anything away from the show. It was still a great show. Not at all. Uh, yeah, and it was not like it was like he was up there lip syncing or anything. But no, yeah, yeah right. 
not saying that. And so the other cool thing, personally, is when we had him on for the interview, we were talking about wrestling stuff. And so just so happened that the, the KI was wearing a DX shirt and D was wearing a, a sellout 316 <laughs> Stone Cold yeah. shirt. It was that was awesome. <laughs> I I still want to have them on just to talk wrestling, and I also really want to find a way to make a Degeneration Ox T-shirt without <laughs> anybody getting sued. And on top of that, Maddie had a old school system of a down T-shirt. Yes, right. <laughs> that yeah, I actually have. I've had it since high school, but I haven't worn it because it's got like holes in the fucking shoulder like armpits because yeah, i worn it yeah i worn it out because i i think when i i talked to him afterwards i was like how is yours in such good shape and he's like i just bought it like what <laughs> fuck yeah he found some store in new york that makes like remakes of like vintage shirts yeah yes so it's fucking brilliant i didn't really do a shirt alert for this one because yeah. frankly like 80 percent of the shirts in the crowd were set it off shirts mm, or yes. other set it off gear I did spot right. a mood ring, which is pretty cool, and and bad omens, just like at the previous show. Yeah, I think those probably same guys. Like they might have been. Yeah. They might have been. <laughs> just wore the same shirts. Fuck it, that's the same week. Nobody will know. And I saw a guy that had a shirt that had Deadpool on it, and it said, "Sorry, did I offend you?" To which the answer <laughs> is yes. You shouldn't. Yeah. Deadpool's cool, but that's a bad shirt. Like, <laughs> I just wanted to single that guy out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know him. He doesn't know me. It's fine. <laughs> well, one thing I thought was great was so after their set, they jump off stage, and you know the other members of the audience are are getting pictures with everybody, and so they kind of all convened to us at one point, and Ki sees Aaron and says, "Hey, Carmen San Diego." <laughs> I had the best shirt in the whole arena and nobody noticed it except for KI. And of course, <laughs> Kat, that good. of course he would notice, notice it. It was, it was awesome. I loved it. I was like, yeah, thank you. KI. I'm so glad somebody paid attention to this shirt that I chose to wear here. <laughs> I did it on purpose. Cause we know how, how much of like dorks they are. And so I'm like, somebody from that band will, will appreciate this. And so it made my day that he did. <laughs> yes, that was, that was perfect. Especially with you guys rocking the itch shirts, and I had a yeah. bright red T-shirt on, I thought it was a funny contrast too. <laughs> yeah, I I really wish I'd have realized that uh, Casey was going to be repping, which I should have. Re- you know, he always reps for the show, so. But you can count on it. Yeah. I, otherwise, I probably would have worn my like Dragon Ball Z shirt or something. Yeah. 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 Next time. Next, Next time. time, definitely. Next time, Dragon Ball is happening. <laughs> but yeah it was really cool after their set yeah they came they i mean they were super friendly with everybody like yeah yeah like d was sitting on the edge of the stage for a while after their set doing like group air high fives yeah. with like the whole crowd where he would like lean back with both arms and then lean forward and do a big five yeah it was like it was like, like yoga, yoga instructing yeah yeah it's like he had a little a little high five session going on there for a while yeah that yeah. was really cool it was real cool that they all came in and kind of chatted with us for a second in the midst of all the other all yeah. the other people that were kind of clamoring for their attention. I mean, and we didn't want to bogart all their time, but we we kind of just stood and they they would come back and chat with us some more and then they would go do their thing and then they'd come back and chat with us some more. Yeah. 
that's that's what i was gonna say like that's what was so fucking cool was like we were their default like hangout spot like yeah it's like all yeah. right i don't have anywhere to go i'm gonna go back gravitate back to the edge guys and i was just like that to me was was surreal honestly it was it was as hannah described it to all of like everybody that she's talked to regarding this concert and i've overheard i should say she said that it was just a complete experience because it was like being friends with the band like you just know them like yeah you know like we've been friends with them for years they're just hanging out with us <laughs> yeah. you know to right. see another to watch another band set like because we were watching set it off with them they were standing right next to us it was it was just incredible it was an awesome night like just being friends with the band and just having that reciprocated again i can't explain it how awesome it was and just right it made my night yeah i told you we were gonna geek out a lot wait yeah. right right well and not just that but we i kind of felt bad because maddie i believe kind of had like a stomach bug or, or something but so he he kind of stepped away a couple times but it was just cool because like they were they weren't just excited to see us but they were like how are you? How have you been? You know, like yeah. they wanted to like legit. And uh, they were saying, oh, I, I just saw that you've had a lot of interesting interviews recently. You know, they. Yeah. yeah it's like, oh, you pay attention. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> That's really cool. <laughs> right. The other cool thing that I want to call attention to is there was another young kid. I don't know exactly how old he was. I, if I had to guess, it was like five or six. And uh, D called him out at one point when he was performing. But then he walked up to their merch booth and he just reached down, grabbed a hat that they had and gave it to the kid. And, yep. and the kid was super excited. So it was, it was really cool to just watch them, you know, be interactive with their fans and, and just genuine cool people. Yeah. It, that's, that's what I wanted to say is like, it reminded me so much of, of the non-point guys just because of how genuine they were, how, you know, how much they interacted with, everybody they they literally just kind of hung out um it, it, it was awesome like they're a great band they're a great group of guys and i i truly truly want as much success for them as possible to be honest yeah. that's worth noting that you mentioned non-point and how much time they had for people the oxys were out there chatting it up until the venue made everybody leave yes yep. and they weren't the only ones i will note concrete castles was there too and at, at least part of rain city drive at least the vocalist but the Oxys were just out and about, having a good old time, chatting up with everybody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think the only band that didn't stay around was Set It Off uh, right after their set. they I don't know what happened. but kind of bounced. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's one reason why everybody had kicked out. Like, typically... I don't know. Like maybe it's just my experience. Like I don't know. They just we, every time we're there, they're like, "All right, get the fuck out!" Like you know, the show's <laughs> over. Which, by the way, we we have not talked about set it off. I just want to kind of make mention like they were they were entertaining. They had a very good set. They had had a lot of fun. I, I have to say, like their first couple of songs got me really excited about the band. And then I don't know if it was just I found them repetitive, or maybe, maybe the songs that just, I didn't find as fun as like the first couple of songs but i don't know it just found like or maybe i was just having too good of a time with the ox i don't know who who knows we were distracted but also yeah that was part of it yeah but they were very entertaining the uh so their their lead singer cody was very impressive because he played clarinet saxophone uh keyboards he was doing everything i think he drummed at one point because the yeah, drummer did. came up and sang lead on a song yeah he, he did. did yeah so Cody was wild. He was everywhere. And I should note the song, the uh, 
I want to note a couple of funny things about their performance, or things I appreciated anyway. So first of all, Set It Off and Scene Queen just released a track together called Barbie and Ken, which we've mentioned on the socials. You need to check it out, particularly the music video. It is absurd and hilarious and kind of brutal. But they played that song before the band came on stage. And it took the band like 10 minutes to get on stage. <laughs> they had like the lights down, like ominous intro music playing for freaking ever <laughs> before yeah. these dudes came out. It was it was comical how long it took for them to come out there. <laughs> and I don't know why. The other thing I wanted to make mention is that so kind of like what we had mentioned in a previous show, I, I guess Red Flag will set up the main band's stage set like at the beginning yeah. of the show and then every band just has to deal with it. Right. And so like all throughout the show, there was like a sign that said, welcome to elsewhere. There was these like fake ass trees in the background. And so it was kind of a, a, a like a, a scene. And then when they were setting up the stage, like for set it off, they brought in these mannequins and they started putting like these camera heads on them. And like yeah. me and Hannah are getting really excited. Like, Oh my God, are they going to be lights or like, are they going to move? Like what the hell is going to go on? No, they did nothing. They did fucking nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. They were just there. They were decent props, but honestly, if you had lights on them, they would just be like, so much cooler. And then if like they fucking moved, like oh man, like because <laughs> me and D, when they actually D was standing next to me when they brought those out, and I was like, D, do these things move? He's like, no, but that would be fucking awesome. I was like, I know, man. <laughs> I don't, why? Why didn't they think of that shit? They're just up there dancing like some mannequin dance or some shit. Like, oh gosh. I also want to note regarding stage setup. We mentioned in the Dayseeker episode how there was this acoustic guitar sitting in the back for most of the, for the entire night until the very end of the show when Dayseeker used it. Yeah. Chekhov's gun for this concert was a big old keyboard. Yes. Macdab in the front of the stage. Yeah. Frankly, I understand why it's there, but I wish it weren't. I think it would have made life a little easier for Jaffe. Yeah. Not that he didn't have enough space, but he still was playing behind a giant keyboard. Yeah. I thought he was going to play the keyboard for a second. <laughs> I did too. I was like, maybe, right. he, I mean, he, he's a multi, the dude plays multiple instruments. I wouldn't surprise me if he had busted out the keys, but he did not. So it just sat there. And also there was AstroTurf on the stage. And yes. we weren't sure if that was just part of Set It Off's Elsewhere world or if it was, it was, it was always there. Yeah. Next time was, we go, we're going to look and see. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. will be able to tell you as of October 2nd. <laughs> there we go. A couple other quick funny things with the set it off set. Um, so the drummer comes down and starts playing like a ukulele and did lead vocals. And, and so it's like his sister was apparently in the crowd and he's like, don't embarrass me in front of my family. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to the crowd. <laughs> like, oh, he's like, I'm nervous. Yeah, he did a great job. It was that was that was funny actually. That was and I, you know that's one thing I did appreciate about the band is that they had a lot of fun on stage, um, and I think obviously because of that, like the rest of the fans had had a bunch of fun. The second hilarious thing is we were trying to like do band blender for this band. Yeah, we spent a half the show trying to figure out what they were. <laughs> yeah, we couldn't quite figure it out, and Hannah goes, "They sound like Backstreet Boys," and then all of a sudden, "Oh my God, we're back again." <laughs> Yeah, they playing Backstreet's back like ten, like like a minute after we suggested that they were like a, a rock Backstreet Boys. <laughs> like yeah, okay, well we got that. 
she fucking nailed it that time. Yeah, it was it was hilarious. <laughs> Can I also mention of note, we shouted out Hannah in the Day Seeker episode as well as a thank you for allowing Dan to go. But Hannah was with us at this one, and I want to note that I like when Hannah comes with us to shows. <laughs> she is, she's entertaining at shows. We had a we all had a good time there. She should definitely come on the podcast at some point for one of these reviews <laughs> and give <laughs> us her thoughts. <laughs> good luck with that. I also want to give her a shout out for doing a fantasy football draft throughout the duration of the concert. Yeah, and then she quit. It was fantastic. She quit when the Oxys came on stage. Yeah. That was the only time she put the draft away. She may never hear this episode, but but you can tell her that if you want, Dan, that that I appreciate whenever she joins us. I do too. That's that's I mean, she is my wife. I you know, that's the reason why I married her is because we enjoy doing things together. So no, I, yeah. I agree. It was it was it, it, the other thing is too is I'm I'm a little bit more t- I, I tame I don't know to myself like <laughs> I don't know where you're going with this <laughs> on your best behavior yeah because uh, <laughs> I don't want to embarrass her like just, <laughs> right I I try not to be socially embarrassing around her like I don't give a fuck about myself like I just embarrass the fuck out of myself I don't care but <laughs> like when she's with me. Yeah, because I remember the plenty of concerts of of walking through the uh, amphitheater parking lot where I would embarrass the fuck <laughs> out of her by just shouting random shit at people because I was trashed and yeah, she's like, oh my god, I'm sure she appreciates that. That's mostly in the past. Yeah, well, and that's what that's what made it so cool too is us having this experience, but then also Hannah getting to share in the experience as well. There you go. Yeah, any any band that she's a fan of, I, I try we try to make an effort to make sure that she's able to attend. Um, yeah, she's got a very particular style of, of music that she likes. And uh, the previous concert metal style was is not it. So, yeah, she was excited to see all the the, you know, pseudo punk kids at this show. Yes, which <laughs> that's a great point, because so when we talked about this a little bit. So Hannah definitely is a, is a, on the punk rock side of things. She likes like the old school punk bands. And we there was no real other way to describe this than a punk show. But musically, Set It Off sounded nothing like the bands that she no. <laughs> that she typically goes for. The crowd had the right visual, you know, with the colors and, and tattoos and very creative wild clothing and stuff like that. Very like the plaid and polka dots. And, yeah. 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 There was a lot of different colored hair. So yes. many colors. I should have just written so that many down. different color hair. Yeah, like I, I, I pretty damn sure you could name a color of the rainbow, and there would have been somebody with that colored hair there. It was yeah. there. not to mention. I, I have to shout out the uh, person that brought these gigantic fucking boots, but didn't wear them at all the entire concert. She had them sitting <laughs> next to her giant fuck? green furry boots with like eyeballs or faces or something on him. Yeah, she wore. She had them like. She obviously wore them to to look cute, and they were awesome boots. Don't get me wrong, but they didn't look that awesome on the floor. I was gonna um, say they were just cute <laughs> sitting there. Like, what the heck? <laughs> I, I, they must not have felt too comfortable. Obviously, um, yeah. They they did sit stand there the entire. Like I I don't know if she put them on for set it off, but I wasn't paying attention by that time. But I just I, I thought that was so odd. Like I said, I let let her sat there and watch those shoes st- sit there for most of the concert yeah yeah it's like that stupid gun you were talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah, check out. <laughs> if you put if you put a pair of fuzzy boots on the ground at the beginning of the show someone should wear them by the end of the show exactly. 
give somebody up on stage or some shit, man. Make yeah. Them, give, <laughs> make a point of it. Like, I'm sure that Audra, she would have rocked them. Like, come on. Like, just make some use of them. Yeah. No, but all in all, it was it was a great night of music again. It was kind of a a pinnacle of our, you know, radio slash podcast experience because we we just released the Sky Sweetenham interview. We saw Mood Ring and all the other bands on Sunday. We get to see the Axies on Wednesday. And then we're booking potential other interviews during <laughs> during the show so it's it's just a lot of stuff going on for us and it's a lot of fun oh yeah yeah <laughs> we, we won't say who but casey yeah. tentatively booked us another interview during the concert <laughs> that, was, that was pretty awesome <laughs> and because i know you're wondering dan did get his shirt and he did get it signed by all of them this dude was on a mission to track those boys down because the Oxys were moving around a lot. Yes. Yeah. They were, it was hard to get all four of them together. So he had to one by one go manhunting for them. <laughs> I didn't have somebody like Eva this time to to help sign corral help the rest of the band. Yeah, corral the yeah. rest of the band and, and yeah. get it signed for me. Um, I, I, yeah, because they, they couldn't keep track of each other. Like they were just, they were all over the place. So yeah, I, I got, I think, uh, first ones that I got were Jaffe and, and D to sign it. And then KI was the one that was really hard. He was, yeah. he was missing for a while. And then he came <laughs> out or no, it was yeah. Really, uh, yeah, he, well, he came out. He, so KI was there for after the set and then he like disappeared for a little bit. And then as the show ended, he came back out. Yeah. And that was the one thing that I regretted a little bit was we didn't get the, the group shot of everybody yes. all, all together at once, they but that, us that's our fuck out. Yeah, yeah, that's all right. They they started kicking us out, but then, you know, uh, Jaffe got to to hang with us after that, and that was even cooler. I don't want to go into too much detail. No, but no, I, no, no. I will no. just say that um, I I have been wanting to party like a rock star with a rock star for uh, ages. It's one reason why I wanted to go on a ship rocked and hoping to maybe experience that as well. Probably not as probably nothing like this, but. Um, it was just awesome. Like being able to talk to him, hang out with him a little bit more after the show was just surreal. So, and like I, I was, if if it wasn't like a Wednesday night, like I didn't have to go to like work and stuff. Like the next day, right, man, I, right. I was ready to go out and like hang out with him. Like let's go to the casino, let's do some shit. And yeah, yeah. Go see Chuck Berry statue. Take pictures right. in front of it. Right. I did that the next day. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> By myself. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> It was still good. Not as good no. as if I had seen the Oxys, but still good. Well, and that's what was cool hanging with Jaffe afterwards is he just was talking about random stuff. Like people ask ask him what he listens to when they're traveling. He's like, I just listen to rain sounds and yeah. <laughs> yeah. try to relax. And he said, he said it. <laughs> all of Mother Nature's finest bangers. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. No, but it was it was cool just hanging with him and chatting after the show for like another 20 minutes or so or however long it was yeah. and then he gave us all big big hugs and away he went <laughs> yeah you know what was funny is like you never quite realize i mean you see it you see rock stars get super sweaty on, on stage and especially these guys move around a ton <laughs> it never clicked in my head that they were gonna be super sweaty and so, like, after the set, like, I think I got hugs from both D and from Jaffe. And, like, they were some sweaty hugs. Yeah. I matched them. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. 
I was a little taken back. I was just like, I, I don't care. Lean into it. This is great. Like, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I felt equally as bad that they had to hug my sweaty ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that was that was great. And, and of course, we're talking about bro hugs, guys. Oh, of course. I'm just I'm fucking. I don't care. Like, I'll fucking <laughs> I hug anybody. Like, right, right. You need a hug, man. I'll give you a hug. Fuck it. Well, and then that's what was so cool afterwards. Sending them private messages and and them responding back, just saying how much fun that they had, just made for a really cool experience overall. And we we want to shout them out and just congratulate them on all their success. Yeah, we Definitely. can't wait to uh, see the great things that they have in store. I'm super excited for the news that they have to share. They deserve it all. I just hope we get to see them do great things and play large stages because they deserve it all. They're they're truly genuine guys and they make great fucking music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when they're not touring, which unfortunately won't be for a while because they'll <laughs> be hitting up the UK tour here shortly. With but, Bad Omens. Uh, yeah, with Bad Omens. Hopefully we uh, have them on the show uh, a couple more times here. I mean, if you're in the UK, I believe that tour isn't until early next year. But either way, if you are in the UK, go see Bad Omens and Oxymorons. Yes, that is going to be a great show. So thank you for indulging us as we geeked out here for an hour. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. We are super psyched about this whole experience. And, and we enjoy that you are listening and sharing in it with us. I I totally fanboyed, um, as you can tell throughout this whole episode. Yeah, <laughs> definitely check out all four bands: Concrete Castles, Rain City Drive, Set It Off, and the Oxymorons. Yeah, and let us know what Set It Off is. What's your <laughs> band blunder for them? What is your band blunder for that band? Because we still haven't figured it out. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking a little Blink One Eighty Two with some Backstreet Boys. Maybe a little bit of a uh, good Charlotte in there. I said, I said like a heavier, slightly more evil panic at the disco. I don't yeah. know. There was some good, some good theories, but we, we don't think we quite nailed it on the head yet. <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance to check out any of these bands, please let us know what you think. If you got a chance to see them live, let us know. I know that there's been lots of uh, great feedback so far on, on everything that I've heard on all these bands. So um, we definitely want to know what you think and we appreciate you listening tonight. And Storm Chasers, uh, we want to we wanna hear from you. Yeah. yeah. If you hear this, hit us up. <laughs> Tell us your name so we can correct what we don't know. <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to The Itch. My name is Dan. I'm Casey. And I'm Aaron. And until next time, <laughs> oxymorons rock. If you enjoyed what you heard in this episode, please subscribe and tell a friend about The Itch. Check out the show notes for links about the episode, as well as our new music playlist and where you can hear us every Sunday night. And you can interact with us at itchrocks.com or on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Gmail, all at itchrocks, I-T-C-H-R-O-C-K-S.